Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. Bibles with you this morning. Can you turn to the book of Ephesians, please, at chapter 5? And I'm going to read from verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We declare in this house that your word is our lamppost, it's our light, it's the path by which you show us the way to walk. We thank you this morning that your word is eternal. And Father, we thank you that as I bring this word this morning, Lord, it won't be my words that people hear, but that you would speak through it, Lord. Because Lord God, you are the one that we're here to worship, we're here to, Lord God, just be with, to to be taught by you, to be led by you, to be changed by you, Father. And God, I pray as this word goes forth this morning, it will accomplish what you send it to do. You'll be meat for those who need meat and milk for those who need milk. Lord, that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer to portray the picture and the essence of what you want each precious one to hear this morning. And I pray this. In the precious name of Jesus and give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour because it's all you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I love the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is one of my most favourite books of all time. As well as the other 65 books in the the Bible. But Ephesians is just one that um, when I first came to faith in God, um, God really quickened it to me and... Um, Ephesians uh, has two main themes and it's salvation in Christ and walking in Christ. Um, but this morning I want to look at chapter 5 and this, this bit particularly, particularly verse 14. But just in giving you a little bit of context, I just want to set the scene. It was written by Paul when he was in prison. Um, and Commentaries talk about it as being one of the five captivity epistles. So there were five books written while Paul was in prison. Some say it was four, um, but others say it was five. And those five are Ephesians, Philippians, um, Colossians, 2 Timothy and Philemon. So some of them don't include 2 Timothy, but I'll leave that for you to fathom. So the city of Ephesus um, was a large city port in Asia Minor. Um, which is the present-day Turkey, where we see lots of stuff happening in these current days. 
Um, it was located at the mouth of the Caister River near the Aegean Sea and it was considered as a gateway to Asia. So it was the pathway that so many crossed in going into Asia. It was known as a centre of pagan worship. Um, the goddess Artemis was worshipped there, um, also known as Artemis was the Greek god. Diana as was the Roman god and it was the same person but... Um, they built this incredible temple to Artemis there and it was considered as one of the seven wonders of the, of the ancient world and it was located just outside the city limits. And people across the region used to come and travel to Ephesus and go through to the temple and they would um, buy statues of all these goddesses because they were just one of the many things that were worshipped at the time. And so this is just sort of setting up the background of what was happening there. It was a pagan worship centre. It was a, a massive gateway and um, there was so much going on that was so ungodly because they didn't know Jesus yet. And so Paul um, first visited Ephesus with Priscilla and Aquila um, and that was on his second missionary journey. And then he returned again on his third journey to live there for a total of three years. And you can read about that in the book of Acts, chapter 20. Um, people say that Ephesians was probably written from his imprisonment in Rome in the years 62-63 AD. Um, but we, it's not 100% clear. But in our scripture today, what I really want to zero in on is those words, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Paul calls their former lives, their former condition, darkness. And he uses the word darkness to express the condition they were in because they didn't have Jesus. They were living in a place of sin. They were living in an unenlightened state and they were all worshipping, thinking that they were doing the best they could do. And, you know, it reminds me of Paul. He was on the road to Damascus, you know, and he was doing what he thought was the best he could do. And then he had an encounter with the living Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ laid hold of his life. It threw him from his horse. And, you know, Saul became Paul, the apostle, who became one of the greatest, greatest evangelists in the, in the world, I would say. And, you know, one day I'm really looking forward to standing in heaven and talking to Paul face to face and just saying, now when this happened, what did you think about this? And um, i got lots of questions, lots of questions. And one day they're all going to be answered. And isn't that an exciting thing? Because it says when we stand before Jesus, we'll know all things. He's going to download everything that we need to know in that time. So the lives of the city of Ephesus were wicked, pretty, pretty bad, full of pagan worship, full of sexual sin, full of um, idolatry, full of people who were living in a dark place. Um, Paul actually is referring back to the Old Testament scripture in Isaiah 60, which says, Rise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Deep darkness shall cover the whole earth and deep darkness the people. And that's the state that Paul was speaking to the people of Ephesus about. So my first point today, wake. 
Awake you who sleep, verse 14. We are woken from a state of sinfulness and darkness when we're away from God. And all of us have got a story to tell. All of us have got a story of what happened in our lives before we had that revelation of Jesus. Before we came to a place of really relying on and trusting in God and believing in God. We were in a place of darkness and it was like we were sleeping. A state of sin is a, is a state of darkness where the light doesn't come in when you're in that place of darkness you know have you ever got up in the middle of the night and gone to walk out of your room and you stub your toe and you say thank you Jesus (laughs) have you ever walked into those things in the dark or woken up and feel totally disoriented because you've come from out of a deep sleep and all of a sudden you're awake and there's darkness all around and the first thing you do is you reach for the light don't you It's like Jesus in our lives when we are lost in our sin and in our shame and in a life where we are floundering and walking in darkness, bumping into things, hurting ourselves, maybe hurting other people as we walk in the dark, that the light of Christ comes into our life and he says, wake, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, wake up sleeper. And for us, the church in this 21st century, I really sense that God is saying to us today, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, wake up. You may be awake, you may feel like you're awake, but God wants to energize the church today. God wants to speak those things of truth and life into our hearts so that we can be the living church of God, bringing hope and life into the society that we're living in, into our situation, into our family, into the circumstances that we see around us that break our hearts. God wants to motivate his church today to be the people that he's created us to be. God wants us to wake from our slumber. He wants us to wake from that place where we are. You know, sometimes when you're in a deep sleep and you wake up and you think, oh, that was really good, I just want to go back there. Is that just me? No. (laughs) When I sleep. You go back to sleep feeling like that peace that you're finding in that dark place, in that, that peace of dreams. That's where you want to stay. And, you know, we need our rest, we need our sleep, but we can't stay in that place of darkness because the sun shines, the sun rises, and God has a purpose and a plan for us. God has a job for each and every one of us to do. And we've got to wake up. Sometimes we've got to wake up. And you know how you wake up and you stretch and you yawn and you get cramp in your leg as you do that. (laughs) God wants us to wake from our slumber. You see, we can be so confronted and stopped and stilted and injured by the obstacles that are in a dark world or the sin The Bible says it so easily besets us, that drags us back, that wants to keep us enslaved in a world where we're not living God's best plan for us. And God has the best plan for us ever. And it's coming out of that place of darkness and waking up and coming into his glorious light that will take us into his destiny for each and every one of us. And for all of us, it looks a little different. But for every single one of us, he's called us to be a light in a dark place. He's called us to be like that city on a hill that shines out in a darkness. 
And for some of us who are evangelists, we can go and speak Jesus. For some of us who are prayer warriors, we will pray into those situations. For some of us who have a gift of helps, we'll make food, we'll take food. For others, we'll pull along and encourage others. An arm around a shoulder, COVID-friendly, of course. To be the life and the light of Jesus in this world. And we've got to wake. We've got to wake from our slumber. Because it's too easy when we get tired just to stay in bed, metaphorically speaking. It's too easy when we become tired and weary just to pull back, shut the curtains and stay in our safe zone. But is it really safe? Is it really safe? Are we just retiring because we're tired of fighting? Spirit of the living God will fall afresh on us each day as we seek him. Early in the morning I was talking with one of our lovely young gentlemen this morning. He said about looking at the word of God first thing in the morning and he said, oh no, I pray. I pray before I open the word. And that was just such a blessing to hear that, that he prays, that he commits his soul and his day to God and then he opens the word for God to direct him. Isn't that wonderful? But God calls us to wake up, to arise, and his desire that we turn away from the previous life that ensnared us and the errors that we make and have made and will make because we're not perfect, not one of us is perfect. But he wants us to wake up from the depth of the sleep which has potential to paralyse us and disable us. And keep us from God's perfect will for our lives. That's why I was so blessed to see that Karen and Dean at this point in their lives are setting out on a new venture knowing that God's leading them. We never, ever stop being used of God when we wake up. Till our last breath, God wants to use us. He wants to speak through us. He wants to bless through us. He wants to bless us as we do that. And it's so good. See, God will bring us into that new season, a new purpose, and he'll bring restoration in our lives as we wake from that slumber. He'll bring that restoration that we need so that we are healed and whole to be healers of our world, of the people we love, to speak his life and his hope and bring purpose into everything we do. No chance things, everything purposed and planned in God as we seek his face. How awesome is that? First Peter 2 verses 9 to 10 says, but you are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but now are the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Once we were dead in sin and in trespasses, in sleeping, in darkness, in devoid of clear direction, devoid of hope maybe, in depression. But he's called us out of darkness into his marvellous light, that by the light we can see all things. I can remember when I first gave my heart to Jesus, we were living... um, at a place called Winky. Who's heard of Winky? Yeah, right next to Nudgy. 
<laughs> and I can remember I had one of my little girls, um, our girls, in the middle of the night. She was awake with a tummy ache and I was sitting in the lounge room and nursing her. And, um, and there was a little lamp light shining in the passage and by the light of the lamp everything looked beautiful and the light showed that everything in his light gives direction and purpose and the darkness that is surrounding it the moment that we look into the light we feel that love of God we feel that presence of God and we can see his direction as we do that and you know darkness can cover a multitude of things you know Even really bad things can look okay in the dark. But when the light of God shines on that thing, he reveals it for what it really is. And sometimes there's deception around us and in our life that we need the light of God to shine upon so we can see it clearly for what it really is. And when God shows us, he also gives us a direction and a plan as to how to how to overcome, how to walk in victory through those things. We are made alive in him. My next point, walk. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness and truth, finding out what is acceptable in the Lord. Matthew Henry's commentary, I love Matthew Henry, he has commentary, he's got a six-volume commentary on the whole Bible and I love reading it. It's amazing. Matthew Henry says, walk as children of light. Children of light, according to the Hebrew dialect, are those who are in a state of light, endued with knowledge and holiness. And isn't that our heart? We want to know and we want to walk in holiness because without holiness, it's impossible to please God. Without holiness, we can't come into his presence Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But that light, walking in the light as children of God, we have the potential to fulfill completely what he's called us to do. And it's knowing God's will for us today so that we can move into that victory. And today is what we have. We can't do yesterday. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about not worrying. You can't change your past your tomorrow hasn't arrived, but your today is what we've got to work with. Today is the day that we've got. We can rejoice in him. We can trust in him. We won't need to worry about it because as we seek his face every morning, read his word, he will direct our paths. He'll make straight those paths for us. And what a comfort that is. Because I look at the world around me and see some of the things that are happening and I'm like, man, that's so messed up. But God knows these things and he knows the days that we're living in. But there's an urgency in the timing of the 14th of March 2021. There's an urgency and I really sense it in the spirit. And God wants us to wake from our slumber. He wants us to walk in his light, knowing his will for today. 1 John 1, 5 to 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and I declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, no matter what your past is, no matter what you've done, 
Jesus Christ died on the cross for every single person in this whole earth. That that blood that was shed for us, his precious blood that was given for us, his body that hung on that cross for us, paid the price for every sin we've ever, ever committed or are ever going to as we confess our sins to him. That's the condition. Come to Jesus. Ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. Commit your life to God. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, it's not our righteousness. It's his. And we're clothed in it because we've been adopted into the family of God. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God because of what Jesus has done for us. And so if you're sinning, if you can't break free from that sin and and the darkness calls to you and pulls you back, come into the light. Ask Father God to strengthen you, heal you. Forgive you. Ask Father God to give you those strategies so that you don't fall back into those things, those ways of the past. You know, just such a simple thing like discouragement can draw you back into feeling like you need to just sleep. Go back to sleep. What's the point? But God, in his awesome mercy and his grace, is calling us into that light so that we can do what he's calling us to do. New life, new hope, new purpose. And it's never too late. Never too late. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. That forgiveness that is through the blood of Jesus covers everything. We're all sinners saved by his amazing grace. Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 8. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And here we go again. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. The apostle says also, don't get entangled with those things that tangled you up in the past. Who's ever been tangled up in stuff? Have you ever tried to untangle a fishing line? sometimes our past lives are like untangling a fishing line but when we come to God he shows us the way and he prepares us so that we can untangle those things do you know one thing I'm really glad about is that in heaven there's going to be no tangles no knots no cords no extension cords that get tangled no necklaces that get tangled up yeah and I digress and I don't mean to be flippant but you know what heaven is perfect And God is perfect, but this world is not perfect. But as we seek him, as we follow after him, as we endeavour daily to allow him to be our God and our Lord and our King and our Saviour, our healer, our deliverer, our baptiser in the Holy Spirit, he makes those paths straight. He untangles the net. He untangles the cords, the things that would ensnare us, the things that would make us frustrated the things that cause us to cry, all of these tangles, 
in the light of God, he makes it right. He makes all things beautiful in its time because God's timing is always perfect, always perfect. There are seasons, and as you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, you see that there's a time for everything. But the seasons change as well, so we don't have to stay in a season of grief or in a season of fear or in a season of silence. There's a time to sow. There's a time to rip. Sometimes, yeah, rip, rip. There's a time to tear away and there's a time to meld together. We've got to know the season that we're in. And the why? It's to win the lost. To win. We wake, to walk, to win. Christ will shine in you and through you and touch through you and impact through you and bring hope through you. And bring life through you. Because if the spirit of the living God lives in you, wherever you go, you're bringing Jesus into that situation. And it's to win the lost. Shine your light before men that all may see your works and praise your Father who is in heaven. Jesus wants to use us, every single one of us, to bring the life of his salvation and the hope that only he can bring for an eternal life with him. That, yeah, maybe we will die. Maybe he comes back before we die. Maybe the rapture of the church happens before we die. But however, to live is Christ, to die is gain. So we win. We win. We're winners because of Jesus, no matter what happens. To bring that timely message of salvation to this lost and dying word because I tell you what, time is short. And we've got to redeem the time. It says in Ephesians 5, chapter 6, Verse 16, redeem the time. It's wise to redeem the time. And it says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And if Paul was writing that then, back in 60 AD, and said the days were evil then, how much more, what would he say if he lived here now? We see beautiful things. We see great and wonderful things, acts of kindness, loving people. But there is an enemy that we fight that's rising up in this world that's trying to shut us down. It's trying to silence the church. It's trying to silence the voices that are the smallest sometimes. Sometimes it's the minority voices that speak the loudest. But we have a voice. We have the spirit of the living God in us. And we will not be silent. We will speak life. We will speak truth. And we will bring that hope to those that need to hear it. You see, we've got to redeem the time. And God um, just really quickened another verse to me this week when I was preparing this message. As John chapter 9 verses 1 to 5. Specifically, verse 4. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he is born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. 
As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You see, time is short and we've got to do the works that God has given us to do today. We don't know when night is coming. We don't know when the persecution that's happening in the world, you just got to read open doors and see what's happening with the Christian church, the persecution that's happening with the Christian church throughout the world. We don't know how long we're going to remain free to preach Jesus' word, to preach the word of God in this country. So we've got to work while it's still day because things are changing. The world has changed as we've seen in this last 12-month period with COVID. We've got to be willing to do what God's given us to do. Wake, walk, win. Win those souls. Speak Jesus. Be his feet. Go where he wants you to go. Be his mouth. Speak the words he wants you to speak. Have those listening ears to hear what people are really saying. Not just the words they're saying, but what their heart cries. When you're listening to people, look to God. When you're looking at people, listen to God. Hear what God would say to you about those loved ones. Those situations that you don't have the answer for, but God does. Redeem the time while it's still day. For the night's coming when no man can work. You see, we're made whole in Christ to work while it's light for the night is coming. And I don't want to get political, and I'm not going to. But all I know is God has given us a purpose. God has given us a mandate. God has given us his word. And every single one of you out here today, everyone listening online, you're all gifted. You're all talented. God has placed things in your hands that you can use to build his kingdom. God has placed things in your life so that you can be used so mightily of him to win those lost souls, those that are in darkness, as you call them out. Because as you go to them, God will already have begun a work of preparing their hearts. And something Pastor Vic and I always used to do, we used to pray with unsaved people, Lord, let them ask us the questions, that they would ask us the questions. And so when they asked us, you know, what is it about you? Why do you, why do, you do this for God? And it was just an open invitation for us to say, well, this is what we do, what we do. This is why we do what we do. And you know, this same God who loves us, loves you. And so many opportunities. So, you know, we prayed, God, let them ask the questions. And they did. And they do. They still do. Life is changing. So we need to be constantly flexing and moving so that we can make an impact on our community. Get back to the basics of the gospel. Get back to the reason the church was planted. Get back to the purpose of Christ dying for this lost world. Get back to those things. Let's make the main thing the main thing. Let's wake up and let's walk and let's win. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace in the precious and the matchless name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. And Father, I thank you for your word today. 
Father, I thank you that you've caused me to wake up, be more awake than I've ever been in my whole life. And Lord God, through circumstances in every life, every voice that is speaking into every life, Father, I pray that your voice would be the loudest. Your voice would be the one that would come through the darkness. Your voice would call to the people, wake, wake from your slumber. Let Christ rise and dwell and shine through you. Father, I pray for everyone listening this morning, Lord, who don't know you as Saviour and Lord, Lord God, I pray that they would reach out to you now and say, Lord Jesus, be my Saviour. Lord Jesus, forgive me my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Wash me. Take me from out of darkness and bring me into your light. Lord Jesus, that you would, Lord God, create in me a clean heart. And God, put me on the right path so that I can live my life for you. And I do this in the name of Jesus, my Saviour, my Lord. God, I pray for those that know you, that are walking with you, who've been discouraged and have slipped back into some form of slumber. God, I pray for a waking of each one of us, Lord God, into what you have for us and energising by the power of your spirit that we can walk in the fullness of you, knowing the days, knowing the times that we're living in, knowing the urgency of the hour and knowing that we will work while it is still light. And God, I pray right now for every single one of us to have that revelation of what you're calling us to do. And Father, just as we wake, stretch, reach out to you, then we begin to walk in the things you're calling us to do. That we would begin to do that one thing, this one thing, one day, one thing, one day, one thing. Not being overwhelmed by the enormity of what needs to be done, but walking according to what you have for us today. I pray for that strength in legs, Lord God, spiritual strength to keep walking. And Father, for hearts to share Jesus, to share our testimony, to share what you've done in our life, to share the goodness of God in a dry and a thirsty place, to share your hope, to share how much you love this world, these people, each one, each soul, Father God. Let us be soul winners as we wake and walk. And we say, Father God, that it's all for you. We give you praise and we give you thanks. And we declare it's all, all glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.